Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, any day, actually. Get the explosive tabletop fantasy audio with Battle Bards. <laughs> this is how you werewolf. How? This is how we werewolf. <laughs> Be a pussy, sign up with Battle Bart! Listen to this motherfucker roar! Listen to this motherfucker sing! You're not gonna get this type of audio from a third rate bitch ass site, so go to BattleBards.com. When you buy a $10 or $20 package, use MFGCast1 to receive one free track of purchase. Use MFGCast2 with your $50 and $100 purchase to get five free tracks. Use MFGCast3 with your $150 and $300 packages to get 10 free tracks. So go to BattleBards.com now and we'll punch you in the balls or in the vagina. We're not sexist. BattleBards! This is the MFG Cast. do is we're going to do a little fun thing. I just half-handedly uh, threw out a message to Taylor and said, hey, I'd really like to just, out of the blue, just try to make up our own RPG and then play it and see what happens. And uh, Taylor said he was on board right away. He's like, this is my jam. And I'm like, sweet! Because I love when I actually come up with an idea and someone actually likes it. That's a good part. So we're going to try and do this. So, without further ado, let's just get into it. I mean, might as well. So, Taylor, yeah. what do you have on what do you have on you besides yourself? Do you have anything cuz I'm a big nerd. I've got a pen and a little notebook. I've got some dice. Are you just going to play it all on your head and just be like, "Okay, I know what it is. I'm a RPG robot and I know what to do." I have probably the best tool at any RPGer's disposal, which is my smartphone. So, I have a <laughs> dice roller app I have, I've got the Deck of Fate app, which is Ooh. super cool. I did not realize that, oh wait, no, does it have, it doesn't actually have poker cards. I thought that it did, it does not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's nice. got Fate cards, it's got the Fate dice on it, and I'm sure that I could find an online card puller generator. But everything for me is digital, so. Nice, nice. I heard you're that kind of guy. I'm more of a I'm more of an Alon kind of old dude, so I'm sure this will blend will blend together nicely. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love rolling. I love rolling hard dice, but I have all of my dice at the River House right now, and that's like 30 minutes oh, away. It's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, the old River the River House gang. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a fear itself that should just happen. Um, so we're looking at making our, our our own RPG. So what you know, where do you start with? You know, what do you start with? Do you start with a name? Do you start with 
the genre? Do you what do you start with? What do you think? Yeah, so I have been doing um, every single month. I write one tiny little game, um, and it's been a, a really great exercise. And I think that's why I was so excited about coming on here. Is you know to show people not only is it something that everyone can really do, but it's something that you can do in like an hour or two. There's a, a project, before we get into it, I want to give a shout out to a really great Twitter person. I'm not entirely sure who actually runs it, but the, the Twitter is Project LT3, which is Project Less Than 3. And it's a, a challenge um, out on Twitter to write an RPG in under three hours. And if you do, then they like give you a shout out on their page. And uh, it's it's been a community that I think is is growing really quickly and I'm excited to see where it goes. So when I'm writing my small games, it's, it kind of is up to the, to how the inspiration comes at me. Normally I will have an idea and I'll say, this would be really cool or really interesting. What can I do with this? So the game that I wrote that made the finalist for the 200 word RPG contest, uh, back in like March was me saying, can I write a game that the Riverhouse people can play around a campfire that doesn't have paper, that doesn't have dice or rolling, that doesn't have anything, uh, and we can do this entire game just with the campfire. And so the mechanics for that are you, you tell a story as a group of adventurers after a dungeon, uh, kind of debriefing and, and you know talking about what went well, what didn't go well in the dungeon crawl, and any time that you, anytime that the conversation slows, you add a piece of wood to the fire and someone else takes over the story. So I think, you know, if we have something like that, if we have just like an idea off the top of your head, that's a really great place to start. I have a few ideas in the bank that I haven't turned into games yet, so I would definitely feel like more than happy to put one of those to good use here. Otherwise, Kurt, if you've got something that you've been tossing around, um, we can definitely work with that too. Nice. You know what's funny is I don't have like a genre or a game that I had thought of. I, it's weird because usually I'm, I like to be kind of prepared, but also I like to go off the cuff. And for some reason, I was like, you know what? I just want to wait until we get to this position and see what happens. So I like your idea of just, you know, throwing up, throwing out a couple things. The only thing, <laughs> this is how dumb my mind works. So the only thing I thought of when we were, when we had talked about this before and leading up to this day, I thought about if this worked, it would be kind of cool to, to put it in. But I was thinking, whatever the title is, whatever we decide. Breaking down the fourth wall, in the fifth dimension just because i thought that was just it was silly and it would be a long title that everyone would just hate having to type in when they looked for it you know so i thought that would okay. be kind of silly but you know if it doesn't work it doesn't work but you know hey just throw it out there yeah so fourth wall in the fifth dimension i i think definitely going with that so let's break that down breaking the fourth wall is a literary term about addressing the audience in a text I, I like that, especially with RPGs, because the the line between audience and author is like non-existent. So the audience for your game is the people who are playing the game and the people who are making the game. I think definitely acknowledging that is going to be something fun to play with. Let's look at... Because I know three dimension is what we're living in with space. Fourth dimension is time. I'm not entirely sure what the fifth dimension is. <laughs> oh boy. A fifth dimensional space is a space with five dimensions cool if interpreted physically that is one more than the usual three and the fourth of time used in relativistic physics uh, an abstraction which occurs frequently in mathematics oh boy i saw fifth dimension as a great r&b band 
that's kind of cool. There we go. Um. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be telling a story, talking to ourselves as the audience, from the point of view of an R&B band, <laughs> and it looks like Swedish physicist Oscar Klein independently developed uh, a theory which uses the fifth dimension to unify gravity with electromagnetic force. Which sounds fun. I don't know any of the physics or math of it, but I like the idea that we're playing with gravity. Nice. So, addressing the audience, R&B band playing with gravity. So, once I have an idea, I usually like to think, okay, what kind of stories can be told? What are the different like narrative things that we're going to be doing? And I think telling the story of an R&B band playing with gravity, we could think about them as they're circling a black hole. Nice. So that's the game, is you play an R&B band who are circling a black hole. <laughs> nice. And their their big hit is probably Black Hole, because, I mean, come on. So then, so if they're circling the, back, the black hole and they're talking to the audience... They're aware that they're in a story, mm -hmm. we could say. And they're probably... I don't know if this is going to do well for us, because... I'm an okay singer in the shower, but, you know, I don't know about you, but um, I would almost think that they would be almost almost doing a, almost like a variety show kind of type of thing where they're, you know, like, you know, okay. you know like like an old, like Dean Martin thing, you know, where it's like, oh, you know, we're, we're doing this kind of thing, but we're going to kind of talk to you about, you know, kind of what's going on. But in between that, we're also going to mm -hmm. sell albums because this is who we are. And it sounds like we're going to be really specific with mm -hmm. this the idea for this game. And I found that that's actually something that really helps when you're making smaller games is to just like narrow the specificity down to a pin. Because the more things that your game has to do, the bigger it is, the harder it is, the longer it's going to take you to write it, the more work that you're going to have to put into it. If you're doing something very, very specific and niche, you can come up with maybe one or two rules that are specific mm -hmm. just for that. And that's, you know, all you need. So that's, I mean, that's a little bit of a, a background on why I keep adding details to this. Yeah, yeah. Which makes sense. You know, you just, you just come up with a bunch of ideas, you find out what you think works best for it, and then, you know kind of narrow it down from there. All right, so the game is the variety show as we're circling a black. Something that uh, comes to mind is, especially with breaking the fourth wall, the repetition of time. So if we're circling a black hole, time's going to be all weird and wonky. Maybe it's not a, an R&B band, but it's a one-man R&B performer who, because of the weird time dilations, has repetitions of himself. So there's only one character that we need to play in the game. And then I think that that works perfectly because we don't need to make up a bunch of characters. We can just make up one person okay, who's gotcha. doing multiple things with himself or, or with themselves. Because they're, so you're saying that it's not only him, but it's, <clears throat> excuse me, a bunch of different versions of himself. Yes. Okay. So every time he goes around, every time they go around the black hole, a new double comes in. Okay. Gotcha. And I, I like this because then it gives us... The next question after you have your idea of what do I want this game to be about is what do I want the game to do? And yeah. it sounds like we have a pretty good roadmap in that we want the game to do a variety show. Mm -hmm. And if we're having doubles come around every time that we go around the black hole as we're slowly sinking into it, the variety acts get more and more complicated. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So as we're telling the story of this, this sinking into the black hole... We're telling, okay, this is the first act. It's one person. 
This is the second act, it's two people, what does that look like? This is the third act, it's three people, what does that look like? This is the fourth act, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. <laughs> I'm already enjoying this, I haven't even played it yet. <laughs> and speaking of acts, this is spitballing off the top of my head, there is something in narrative structure called the five-act play. And so if we're taking our variety show and we have acts that are getting more and more complicated, uh, we can go with this five-act play structure, which is act one is prologue, act two is a conflict, act three is rising action, act four is the climax and falling action, and then act five is the the wrap-up. Okay, just because I want to write this down, I got prologue, conflict, rising action, what was the fourth one? Climax and falling action. So the climax of your story actually happens between act three and act four. So it happens... Usually in theater, it happens at the end of the third act. That's the cliffhanger that uh, everything hinges on nice, in a television nice. show right before the commercials. Yeah, I like this because in the in the wrap-up, the wrap-up can be a literal thing for your variety show where it could be like, well, this is all the time we have because we're, because I'm, you know, well, he would say I, but then once you get into the end of it, there's five different versions, well, actually probably be five yeah five different versions of themselves they'd be like you know that's all the time we have we're literally going to all you know perish into this black hole or you know who knows what's going to happen from there because we've never gone into a black hole and we can have a fun little wordplay of falling action as they are falling into yep and that might be a good thing to reference as you're doing it because you're breaking the fourth wall and i think that that gives us pretty good skeleton structure so stop me if if uh, if some of this sounds not like what you're thinking. But, so, in Breaking the Fourth Wall in the Five Dimensions, is that what the, the title was? Uh, yeah, that's what I, th- I, think it, I think it should be. I mean, unless, unless you have something that sounds better. No, I, I like that. So, okay, cool. in Breaking the Fourth Wall in Five Dimensions, this, is, this would just be like an example of, of game text. You play as a lonely space astronaut slowly sinking into a uh, black hole. However, you've decided to offer yourself solace by putting on your own variety show, as every time that you circle around the drain into your eventual destruction, time resets and you create a double with yourself. You, the challenge then is to develop a variety show which will not only entertain you in your final moments in life, but also offer closure with some personal conflicts. You will follow the five-act structure in... Um, making each act of your variety show more complicated than the last uh, until your ship finally crushes itself under the weight of its own bloated narrative. In the first act, act out, discuss with yourself what personal conflict is unresolved in your life. In your second act, have the second side of that conversation with yourself as if the uh, second character were arguing with the points set about in the first act. Uh, In the third act, Boy, what do we want for our third act for rising action? Because we've got our prologue establishing the trouble. We have our conflict offering opposition to that trouble. Rising could be like a certain understanding between uh, the two uh, people, like having this conflict, but then in the end coming to a resolution that gets them both excited for what's to come. Okay. I like that for Act 4 or Act 5, which is our falling action and our closure. Mm -hmm. Rising action, we want something... This will be what pushes it into the point of no return. Okay. Hmm. This is the part where I'm actually stumped. Usually this is... So, the point... the, The fact that we're, like, 
agonizing over this tells me that this is the moment <laughs> of the game. So this is what yeah, the game yeah, is because, about. Yeah, because <laughs> you've already introduced your player. They're having a conflict with themselves, which and already in itself is, is even though we haven't even played it yet, is pretty, uh, pretty. I don't know. I can't think of anything else I'd say gripping. And then, you know, just to come up with that, mm-hmm. you know, where do we go from there? You know, it's it sucks mm-hmm. because, it you know, it almost lends itself to where it starts, you know, because I'm sure each of them could be different. So, you know, mm-hmm. w- you know, where do you go from there may have to do with, you know, where you've started and kind of come to that point. So that's where I'm having the difficult point of trying to come up with what exactly that could be. Mm-hmm. So another step that I use sometimes when I'm game developing is uh, it's a concept called playstorming. So that's a mashup of play and brainstorming. Um, I don't necessarily want to jump into the game right now now to get some playstorming, but let's imagine that we were. So if you were enacting out Act 1, you're this character, think about yourself as the character. You've established your personal problems, uh, you've started your woe is me as you've decided that nothing is going to save you. All of a sudden, a duplicate of yourself pops in and starts arguing with you. Just when you thought that you've gotten to the point where you're talking circles around yourself, something else extraordinary happens that raises the stakes and complicates things. What is it? I would almost think it would have to be a complication with the ship that you're in. Because you're you're constantly going around this black hole. It's going to happen. Okay. So the main thing has to be that some kind of malfunction has to happen for that to okay. bring it to the next level. Yes, I like that. Because then it... So we've we've got struggle with the self, we have struggle with the other, we have... Now we have external struggle. I'm going to blatantly steal from something, which I think is slightly okay. Uh, they say great artists borrow... Or good artists borrow, great artists steal. And I'm doing this under the guise of adopting genre tropes, as we are clearly in, in a science fictional world. So we are going to insert technobabble for our third act as the summoning of the the summoning of the third body mm-hmm. causes a problem and we can generate a random table uh, for this post hangouts but i'm just googling technobabble generator and we'll throw that in there as reality is ripping itself apart with three copies of yourself an oscillating frequency relay goes haywire and the ship accelerates in so whenever we're adding new things to the story we want to make sure that they complicate and push the story further Um, so this is introducing the outside conflict that you were talking about something wrong with the ship the struggle then for the third act is to tie in how the ship's malfunction relates to the internal struggle and the arguments in act two and i think that we can look at allegories for that, making it clear for the game that if your personal struggle is one about anxieties, something fragile yet integral to the ship is destroyed, and your character has to rely on their skills that they are anxious about uh, to get them through the clutch. So overcoming anxieties and performing well creates the ship down. And that's going to be something that the the GM or the player has to do 
on their end with the narrative, so that's not something that I think that the game text can actually offer. That's going to be difficult. Another thing is, if someone's stubborn, maybe moving a large object um, would be something that we could suggest. If what are some personal conflicts? Because we could also we could also make this a table too, just like a reference table. So stubborn anxiety. If your personal conflict is an inability to communicate, maybe the the feedback whenever you talk jams some of the finer tools of the system or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be like you know any of any of the your, your duplicates because they're coming out of this fifth dimension could you know really play with just about anything you know physically or even spiritually or you know like it could be thing where you know you know it's unexplained but we may think it it this these extra versions of yourself are coming from electricity from the black hole which you know damages the ship and causes things to happen something that i'm realizing right now is that this may not be a game that you play with other people this might be a one-player rpg you really think so huh you know, you're you're the one character, and you're going through the steps, but having to relate with what's happened before. So we have laying out your your airing of dirty laundry, your confessional stage, as you will. The challenging of that, you have personal conflicts made real, and your plummeting acceleration. So the climax of the game is the point at which you realize what you needed to fix in yourself by fixing the ship. You can use the allegory of whatever was broken on the ship to to come to terms with the problems and the conflicts that you've laid out in Act 1 and Act 2, but then what happens in Act 4? Is Act 4 basically just laying out the, I was so stupid, I should have seen it, and is that where your idea of, of bringing the synthesis together comes in? Yeah, that's that's what I think, you know, because it seems like, you know, especially if we're if we're talking about this in a single player RPG itself, it almost seems like that's the best way of of sussing that out. You know, it's you know it's the I have a lot of things that I want that I I, I think of right now, but I, again, because because we're not playing it, I don't want to spoil it or whatever. But you know, there's lots of things that you can think about when you think about even just like we can take R&B band out of it if we needed to. We could, we could, you know, have these little um, other things that we put into it performer-wise, you know? And we could say, you know, what kind of things does a performer have that bother them, you know? You know, it, you know as it, could it be they're older and they have something to, pr- something to prove that they did when they were younger? Is it they're, they're young and they're trying to make a name? Is it, you know, at one point I was with a band and now I'm not anymore. And, you know, now what do I do? I mean, there's there's lots of different ways to look at it. And it's great because, you know, again, I think the, the I'm not I'm not saying it for this necessarily. I'm not trying to be cocky, but I'm just saying for other RPGs, I think the how you know you have a great RPG is that you can take what you have and you know, you've talked about it and other people have talked about it. You can take something like this and you can hack it and put a lot of other things in there. You know, and again, not just do the RB band. You could put, um, this person used to be an ex-football player. You could put that this 
person is a celebrity that is uh, coming out of the closet and they don't know how to deal with the their society and with themselves. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that you could take this and make it into something else. So the, the fact that, <laughs> that, you know, it's cool to think that something like this can easily happen if you just try it, <laughs> you know? Um, because I, I will be the first to admit I'm not very good with a lot of stuff because even though I'm smart in some ways, I'm not smart in other ways. So I just wanted to do this with you, Taylor, because I knew that you were very good at doing it. And I just thought that between the two of us, we could do something really fun. And the fact that I've been able to, ha you know, at least put a few minor things into this, you know, it, it, it's, it really is a test to the fact that, you know, all you have to do is just think and and really suss out, you know, what exactly what exactly you want it to be. Yeah, well, and I think that I think that what you were saying there is this like the skeleton for what makes this like actually work, like the the nitty gritty, like what are we gonna do? So the questions that you were asking, like you know, maybe you were in a band but you're not. I think that that's something that we can put in, like that's what we need to put in the game for that that first stage that everything else can build on. So if we're if we're thinking, okay, act one, laying out your dirty laundry, what does that look like? Five questions. That's a perfect, like everything that you were saying is perfect for that. So, you know, you used to be famous. You're not now. Why is that? How do you feel about that? You lay that out in act one in act two. That's something that you have to challenge and justify to yourself in act three that manifests in a physical way in act four you're solving the physical problem lets you figure it out in act five you still die but you're at peace uh i think act five can be similar for most things but it'll be flavored by what had happened in the previous acts so as you're crashing into the sun what does it look like using inspiration from those previous things mm -hmm. and your um your point on it being uh uh you know go uh being in the in the direction of a one player game, I just thought of this too, like not necessarily. You could bring more people into the fold and have them come in the different acts, but then you could also reference it as as what it is. So we're playing this breaking the fourth wall. So you can look to the crowd and say, wait a minute, this isn't me. You know, this is I'm pretty sure this is somebody else. What do you guys think? You know? Or you could be like, you know, be like, you know, it looks like me, but it sounds a little different, you know? And then have the other people that come into the fold try and see if they can match the first person's personality to where it could go in that direction. But then again, just like any RPG, if it doesn't go in that direction, it doesn't necessarily make it a bad direction. It just makes it a different direction. Yeah, I like that, actually. I like that. So I'm going to open up a Google Doc and I'm going to start I'm going to start writing just a moment here. Yes. So I think these were the these were the two questions that I remember you talking about. You had a few more. So do you want to do you remember them or Yeah, so you used to be yeah, we used to be famous. You had a partner in fame, just starting out wanting to, you know, become the belle of the ball or, you know, the the main act. Uh, you had a few of them. Another one could be that you were the background singer that was always better than the main act and you wanted to, you know, become that main act, but, you know, things along the way just, just didn't happen. You 
kind of stayed in the same spot. So how's that for the main act? I think that's pretty good for, yeah, first first act for sure. Because the goal with these is to establish something about yourself and introduce content. Um, let's see. So last one. I've got one if you don't. Go right ahead. So a lot of uh, big like big name bands or artists have that one thing that like got them famous that they hate. Like uh, Freebird. What is it? Is it Radiohead love or hates the song Creep, even though that's like the biggest song that they play? Like yeah. every band has that the, one song that they yeah. refuse to play that was like a yeah. smash hit. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like Nirvana and Smells Like Teen Spirit. So yeah, so it looks like we've got the airing of grievances. So then you just pick, you know, we've got the examples, but you can always go on your own and kind of write your own things if you come up with it. And then you've got the second one, which is which is the challenge where you can your body double comes up and then you have to basically have to basically explain to them you know why and the way it goes i like the art just argue with yourself i'm sure i'm sure if you're just if you're playing by yourself hopefully you're in a safe space you're not in a in an apartment where somebody thinks something's going wrong <laughs> calls the cops on you manifestation where it becomes more external and you look at that and just see you know what can happen, but sorry, I'm reading more than I'm talking. I apologize. <laughs> Conflict revolves around anxiety, for example. Something fragile but integral on the ship breaks, and you have to overcome your self doubt to fix it. I like that. Because that's pretty much any movie where you're you're coming from a small place and trying to make it big, there's always that conflict that you have to overcome. And there's always one or maybe even more than one thing to fix to fix along the way the fourth area of the catharsis where the fourth body double is trying to help you kind of console yourself and come at peace with where you're finally going your final moments of the black hole boy this game is kind of sad kurt <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know what's funny too is like it, I was gonna reference that. I just didn't want to. Uh, when I first thought of this, I thought, "Gosh, this will this will be fun." <laughs> and then and then as soon as we started sussing it out, I'm like, "Oh my god, this is actually kind of depressing." Yeah. But there's again, it's like it's like anything. You can make this as one sided as you want with all of the you know I could have done this, but you can also you know what also sometimes makes a great comedy is some of the drama in it you know it's not always you know it's not always you know funny games you know a lot of the great comedians some bad shit has happened to them so you know there's always going to be something that plays into the old the whole um you know where it goes from there you know Mm -hmm. There's a lot of back and forth with different things i mean if you've ever seen the movie this is 40 like I don't. I didn't like that movie because it was too serious, <laughs> and not not as uh, not as funny as I wanted it to be. And I wanted to be more of an escapism. And I was like, God, this actually feels like it's my life. I don't want to watch that. Mm -hmm. And I think the 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 tone is going to be a lot different whether you're playing by yourself or whether you're playing with a group of people. Mm -hmm. Because if you're playing by yourself, it's it's definitely like a look into your own demons as they drag you down. If you're playing with each other, I think that it could be kind of funny as everyone's like shouting and like 
arguing and fighting and things are blowing up and shit's catching fire and and then as everything crashes and explodes you know the last instruction is take a minute to sit in silence you know just because when you when you hit a black hole everything stops because gravity is pulling you and um like it's that fifth dimension shit where it's just like things don't work the way that we do i don't know if any of that makes sense but i think that we have a game text right now so let's pop in some words about playing with one or more people yeah it i yeah it's weird it you know talking about that whole thing where it's you know it could be very sad it could be a lot of fun you know it it all depends upon situations you know it I, i just thought of a situation because you you know you were hilarious last night because you were clearly lit up and and uh on, <laughs> on twitter just just saying a lot of funny things which made me laugh and uh i told my wife and it made her laugh but um you know it made me think of that situation like say we decide to make this uh we try to make this a party game and we get mm-hmm. five people together and we all get drunk it, it could be very fun yeah also it could be a, a thing where a couple of people start airing out issues with you and you mm-hmm. play it in this game, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is not just a game we're playing," <laughs> you know. So it could it could go anywhere. Yeah, I like it. So, are we ready to play? Sure, why not? All right. So you can play this game with one or more people. We're playing it with two. There's only one character, you. You are a fading star, lost in a drift in space. Your ship has begun circling a black hole. These are your final moments. Great, huh? As your ship approaches the event horizon, time plays tricks on you, and multiple copies of yourself become begin popping into reality, creating a macabre variety show as you suss out your personal problems with yourself. The show follows a five-act structure as your problems become real and you accelerate into the sun, uh, into the black hole. I was thinking of Sunshine, the movie. I don't know if you've ever seen that with Killian Murphy and a bunch of other people. No, I've never seen that movie. Oh, it's good, but it's also sad into like the last 15 minutes. Uh, where it switches from, like, existential, like, sci-fi, like, angst horror, uh, into just, like, a hokey monster drama. It's, it's a, to avoid the pun, it's a difference between light and day. So these acts fall as follows. The airing of grievances. Uh, so, who wants to be the original? Do you want to be the original, or do you want to be the body double? I will be the original. So, if you have those questions, I'll have you write down those answers, um... And then once you've got them all written down, just give us a little paragraph. It's like a mad lib here. So now with this, we're going to answer every question. We're going to go A through E, and we're going to do it. Or are we going to just pick one and go from there? That's another quandary I had with it. Uh, let's just do one question right now, just because this is just like a, we should do all five here. Um, okay. Let's just do one and play the game with just one question. So I'm going to answer. I'm going to answer B, which is... You had a partner in fame. Who were they, and what did you do to lose their friendship? So basically, we had a a duo that was very famous. It was me and and a lady, and we were one, we were gonna be the next Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. We were gonna be the next uh, Captain Danielle. We were gonna be the next you know big singing duo. And so, so what happened was, is that we got to a point where we were on top of the world and we were getting so famous so quickly that this other person that, that I was with 
was just just could not take it. It was just it was just too much for her. She wanted the fame. She wanted well, she didn't want the fame. She just wanted to sing. You know, she wanted to you know meet these other people that she's been in love with since she was a little girl. She's wanted to perform with just about anybody. She's wanted to play these little dive dive bars, anything to just sing, you know? And and me, I was out to, for everything. I was out for the fame. I was out for the fortune. I was out for the drugs. I was out for, and it just, it just went from zero to a hundred to back to zero because I just burnt myself out and my partner just could not take it anymore and she left she's like i just i can't do it and i and i'm like you know what i'm going to do it without you i don't need you i've got all the talent in the world and so i decided to go off on my own and to make it big and fail miserably because i don't realize that the best thing about me and her was ourselves and not not just how we sang the music, but our vibe, our um, being, our personalities, our auras, it just everything sunk up so well that without it, it just, it, it, it turned a bright star, a, a bright shining star into nothing. All right. And as you say that, you round a circle around the black hole and a copy of yourself pops up, a copy of myself pops up because... I'm in this ship, and I had that relationship. But you know what? That wasn't my dream to start with. That wasn't why I got into the business. I got into the business because it was luxurious and because I had a skill that I was good at, and I could use that skill to make money. And, you know, if she wanted to just, you know, live summer of love and sing for the singing, then... You know, maybe we weren't all that great of partners to begin with. You know what I gave my mom for her birthday last year? Uh, a plane. So, you know, that bright star can turn to dust, but I'm living comfortably. I have not worried about bills in 30 years. Uh, none of my family has. Fame and fortune have allowed me to live a life where I don't have to worry about the things that I used to worry about. And if my relationship with this woman has suffered with it, that's a roadblock that I frankly don't even need to consider anymore because I can pay other people to consider it for me. Well, that's where you're wrong because not only, not only, not only have you, you know, done all these things for these other people, but you're not there. You're never there. You could, you can buy them the biggest boat. You can buy them the best house. But where were you? Where were you at Andrea's second birthday? Where were you when? Where were you when your wife left you? Where were you when your son told him he was bisexual and you just left him by the side of the road? Where were you when your mom died? You 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 were just you just you care about all of these all these things, you know? Hey, let's you know, um, I. I broke my leg, you know, so let's, you know, let's buy a jet ski to, you know, uh, go around in, you know, I, uh, um, your son doesn't love you anymore. Um, let's go fly to the Bahamas and, you know, and pick up anybody that we can see and just, you know, take them to your room. You know, the, regardless of all these things that you have, you have nothing. 
All right, that sounds like a great conflict and argument. What physical form does that take? So what kind of personality conflict do we have in this person? Yeah, for sure. It sounds like something about values. It's 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 values in values and relationships more or less than an actual value, a money value. Mm-hmm. So sentimental versus like practical maybe mm-hmm. okay what would that take the shape of on a spaceship maybe something with life support i like that yeah and give me a uh, just a moment here because this is another thing that happens in designing games is that you will discover things in play that you did not know about in drafting the game nice. um so i think that 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 gives us something good to put in stage three. Uh, so when we say, look at the conflicting statements we have above, try to come up with a physical reputation, something going wrong on the ship, start by identifying the underlying theme of your conflict. Boil it down to less than a sentence using abstract concepts. All right, so it's something with life support. Oh, here we go. The life support just goes out, but we know that it's too late to actually matter and that's perfect for the story and so as we're fixing it our third body double pops in and says you know there's no use we're already spiraling what's the difference between suffocating and getting spaghettified well i think if if we think about where we came from you know from our upbringing you know going to church every day and, you know, um, getting, going to Sunday school and what our, you know, what our, our mom had big beliefs on is that just because you may be done with this life doesn't mean the next life won't be better. You know, just because you've done a lot of wrong doesn't mean that you can't be sorry for what you've done. Um, just because we're going to this black nothingness, who knows where we're going to be on the other side of, you know, um, it could be, could be God, it could be Allah, it could be, could be a, a big pig that, you know, loves you for being you if you are okay with it. You know, I mean, there's just lots of different ways to, to think about that. You know, you, ever, ever since you started this whole thing with your career. You thought to yourself, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to be that person that loses themselves in this reality. And everything that you've done to, to work towards that has dwindled away. And you know what, I mean, again, you could say what, what was all of this for, but just think of all the people that listened to Randy and Debbie. You know, just think about the people that every day, their lives, whether it be they're a CEO of a company or their three jobs to house their eight kids, you know, how, how much that you guys have put forth this thing that is bigger than music, that's bigger than entertainment, that's bigger than yourselves, you know, it. It could be something where somebody is going to work and they just, they don't know why they're even going through life. Why do it? 
and your song comes on and it inspires them to write a song to ask that ask their boss for a, for a promotion to quit their job and do exactly what they've wanted to do because you've done the thing that you love to do. Kurt, that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was great. That's a perfect act four for us. That perfectly synthesizes, you know, personal drive and doing it, doing the art for other people. And so as we spiral into the sun, leaking oxygen, the the gravitational shear on the life support leaking out of the side of the ship creates a flare that can be seen from telescopes far and across the land as a bright star that explodes. So I think that um, what happens is is that uh, Randy just kind of puts his head down and just kind of laughs to himself and he's kind of looks at everybody and even though he knows that it's all himself he just kind of says all right boys how about uh, how about one for the road and they go into their he goes into their big hit even though even though his partner is not around he sings uh, his parts but also does a bad impression of her and does her parts of their big hit the black hole surprising enough as they spiral into oblivion and <laughs> kind of even though it's it the black hole looks like in black impending doom it's like it's like a reverse sun that kind of beams down on everybody and and on all of his uh all of his doubles and he just kind of they just kind of sing it away and go into it the end <laughs> perfect I was giving a silent um, a moment of reflection there. No, that was perfect. You did you did it because <laughs> I was reflecting and then it got awkward because I was like, "What do I do?" <laughs> yeah, awesome. So that was breaking the fourth wall in the fifth dimension, a game that is m- less than an hour old, and it's already been played. Nice. Gosh, that <laughs> that's awesome. That makes me feel great. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. That makes me feel great, and I'm so glad that you were able to come on and do this because that was a fucking lot of fun. Yeah, awesome. No, I mean it was it was incredible, and you know, like you said, yeah, it feels great. I one of the things that I did not realize that I have found the almost the mo- like the most rewarding thing about my endeavor this year in making things is just like the joy of sitting down and and pounding something out and having a finished like thing at the end. That's great. And it's been super rewarding. It was an honor to work with, with you on this working with other people is also something that's been like a joy that I had no idea that I would find so rewarding eight months ago when I started this trip. So nine months ago, almost 10. Holy cow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So it's been a while now. You're a seasoned veteran now. Yeah, there we go. That's awesome. So, you know, I really want to say, like, yeah, I've been doing this, and yeah, I've, like, made a lot of games, but, like, this is something that we just sat down and just did. And that's, like, the big thing that I want, you know, people to take away and why I was, like, so pumped about coming on here because, like, the barriers to entry have never been, like, easier to overcome in than they are mm-hmm. right now for, like, getting into RPGs. Like, the internet exists. We can... I mean, Minnesota and Wisconsin aren't super far away, but, like, the fact that we were able to do this over 
voice over IP and, like, look at each other in the face as we're, like, coming up with this game and just, like, sit down and just do it and, like, talk about stories and then, like, build one. That That's phenomenal to me. Like, I, I love it. I love the concept of it. And I want more people to be, like, pumped and excited about doing it. So, like, if you're listening to this, and this is me, like, getting on my soapbox. If you're listening to this and you've, like, always wanted to, like, do a game, do it. Like, do it and then tell me about it because I will be psyched as hell for you. And I'm sure that it's rad. And, like, you've got great ideas. Everyone has a great idea in them. And, like... You saw Kurt and I do this in an hour and a half. Like you can yeah, do this. Yeah, it's just, it's just, just sitting down and doing it. That's all it is. Just sit down and do it. You know. And again, because we're all we're all pre pre oh God, I can't even think of the word. Anyway, predestined. I think that's what I was trying to figure out. Is that <laughs> a lot of times when we make stuff, we'll look at it at first and go, "Oh, that's awful." Well, you know what? I guarantee you, it's probably not. And you can work on it. You know. And just just like, you know, Taylor said, you don't have to be in the same state. You don't have to be, you know, the, all this technology lends itself to getting yourself out there and doing the things that you want to do, you know, it, whether it's write, write it up or play something, you know. You know, even if you have the um, anxiety of playing in, in front of people live, you could do go to gamers playing. Take your game there and play by post there. It's not as hard as you think it is. You just have to go for it, you know? And, like, even if it is trash, even if you write something and it's like, this is actual garbage, and it may be actual garbage, like, you got to make a lot of crap before you make something good. So you make it, you look at it, you go, I don't like this. Think about why you didn't like it. What lessons can you learn for the next time around? And then make it better. Like, the whole playing it thing is you... Like, we did then when we were playing it out. You are like, oh, this needs to be added. And you're like, well, there you go. You know, there's... Just go... Just do it. Just do it, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was <laughs> it's like... so fun. It was like... I, I knew I was going to have fun because I love hanging out with you, Taylor, and, and doing this stuff. But, you know, again, it's just... It's always cool when it's things surprise you. Do that. Okay, people? Okay, before I keep saying do that, do this all the time... Um, I'm going to let Taylor talk for a little bit. I, what's going on with Riverhouse Games? You've got a lot going on, and I want to know what's going on so everyone else can know all this cool stuff you've been working on. Yeah, so my life is, my life is pretty hectic. Um, it doesn't kind of feel like it day-to-day, but then I like think about what all is going on. I'm like, ah! So I have two podcasts, The Leviathan Files and uh, Games Closet. Game Closet used to be Riverhouse Games Show, which was just like a variety show, but um, I've decided to just put the focus on Game Closet, which was one of the segments. I want to get to know and explore the lives and highlight the voices of all the really cool LGBT and queer game designers, game players, anyone in tabletop uh, who identifies as queer or LGBT. I want to talk to and just like celebrate that community within that community. Um, the other show is The Leviathan Files, which is a bi-weekly D20 Mass Effect actual play podcast. We're just wrapping our fourth season, and that is our final season uh, for that story. We will do something afterwards, I'm just not sure what. It's been kind of hectic with both of those, especially following con season, and I just got a new job like a month ago, month and a half ago. So we're a little behind on both of those shows, but I promise that we'll actually have like regular content coming up pretty soon. I have uh, some time coming up soon that I am just going to 
chock full of recording, and then we'll just hammer out content and put that up. I also write games under riverhousegames.com, where you can find all the plain text versions of my games. I want to make that distinction because I am just now starting to put stuff up on DriveThruRPG with art and layout. I have one game up that is called Five Single Playsets. That's a supplement for Toby Abad's A Single Moment about Dueling Samurai. But it takes the game and it... Yeah, it's super cool. Um, it takes the game and it hacks it so that you can use those rules. You can use Toby's rules to play woodland animals, uh, to play superheroes, wizard school, all sorts of good stuff. And then coming up soon for that is a game called uh, Heart of a Marauder, which is a adventure scenario for Monster Hearts. It's about uh, gay teen werewolves in wizard school, and that is something that's super cool. That's in like art and layout right now. We have um, some a really cool lady working on the art for us and I've seen some of the preview stuff that she's been working on. It's it's rad. There's also Creatures of Blood and Flesh uh, which is a game that I'm putting out under the Cypher System Creator License, uh, which is a science fantasy game using the Cypher System, so the things that uh, The Strange and Numenera run on. That's in final layout stages right now. All of the art is done for it. It's like 99% done, and I can't wait to put that up on DriveThruRPG. That's going to be so cool. Uh, it'll be the first thing that I have in print that has my name on it, because it's sitting at about 60 pages. So I'm thinking about turning that into a book using uh, DriveThru's print-on-demand feature. And I am also uh, pretty good in development on This is a Game About Fishing, which is my like baby pet project. Uh, it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game about high-tech fish thieves in the far future, and that's been super cool. Um, there's also just, you know, myriad tiny games that are fun, like the game that we just wrote. Uh, and that's all up on RiverhouseGames.com. I am currently drafting up my Patreon page right now so that people can help out because hosting is not cheap, art's not free, layout is not free, and all of these things right now I'm paying out of pocket. So Patreon is a good way to help support that and also just a, a good way to, to stay tuned. So anyone in Patreon is just going to get automatic updates with everything that I'm doing. And as you can tell, that is a lot of things that I'm doing. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And I love your uh, segment from scratch that when you guys just take a take an RPG and just go with it. You don't even read it. You just go from there and, and play all that. Yeah, we have one that's um, coming up uh, pretty soon. Like, I'm going to try and edit it up and get it up tomorrow, even. Uh, that is a From Scratch for Josh Jordan's new game, Short Film, which was a great game that we played. It was incredible. We basically made, like, the most emo edgelord anime short film that we possibly could, and it's great, and I love it, and I can't wait to put it on the internet. That's awesome. That sounds awesome. I will just mention one little thing before we before I let Taylor go and let you guys go. Um, we have Extra Life coming up in November, and what Extra Life is is it's a day set aside, and I'm sorry, I forget that day, but... We're, we're um, collecting money for it, um, where it's it, it started out as a char uh, charity that gamers started, video gamers, and it's for um, children's hospitals to help out six ki sick kids, not six kids, but all the kids, and we've done it every year. This is our fifth year doing it now, and we've teamed up with the Flip the Table podcast, which is a board gaming podcast, but 
Um, we're looking to get a bunch of money donated there so we can hit our goal of 500 bucks. So if you have the time, we've got some cool things that we have lined up. I know that Taylor said that he was willing to give up some of his time and some of his creation for people that want to donate. We'll have, uh, we'll kind of work, work out the details and I'll, uh, let you know on at MFG cast on Twitter and on our Facebook page. And also we're doing some other things like if you want to run an episode of our show, put just donate $25, put in the message that you want to run an episode and we'll work with you as long as it goes with our schedule to do that for you. Also, if you liked what you're listening to here, I am actually putting my services to the test. So if you want me to run something for you, uh, if you do- donate 25 bucks, I'll run a one shot, 50 I'll run a two session story arc. If you donate seven, 75 to hundred dollars, I'll do a six month or a six session campaign with you. You pick what it is, as long as I can get my hands on it. I got lots of, I got lots of people that I can, uh, that I can find out if they've got it and they can share it with me, then I will run something for you if you're willing to do that. Because every year we like to do this, we like to raise that money. And this is a charity that I've been in love with every year. So it, it'd be fun to do. Yeah, Extra Life is a great charity. It's a good cause getting kids, getting kids games who uh, who need them, um, who need that little extra perk in their in their lives. So I'm definitely proud to be part of the part of the team with you guys on that. So that's perfect. So yeah, so just uh, keep keep uh, keep a listen. If you have any questions, you can always uh, holler at us on Twitter or Facebook, and we will give you the details. So until then, to see you soon. Legends of Tabletop Podcast, creating legends one die at a time.